Do you ever think to yourself, why did I just do that? Or what have I gotten myself into? Well, people pleasers, we are notorious for having those questions, especially after we say yes when we mean no. (laughs) And I think that we have this hindsight. I think we have this 2020 vision about the predictable people-pleasing patterns we get into, but we don't often use that data. So today, I'm going to take a slow-mo approach and go through this people-pleasing pattern of what happens when we say yes when we mean no. And I think you'll probably be surprised. I think you'll be like, oh my God, is she in my head? Is she a fly on the wall in my house? Because so many of us fall into these habit loops of people pleasing. So stick around. We're going to get into what the cost of saying yes is when we mean no and all these predictable people pleasing patterns. Talk to you in a minute. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. what is up? How's it going? How's the week? Yeah, I had a friend uh, remind me of something that I'm going to talk about today, which is uh, the predictable pattern that we get into as people pleasers. And I swear when this friend was talking to me about the process that they went through, I was blown away because I was like, are you a fly on the wall in my house? Are you in my head? That's exactly what I go through too. And so of course we laughed because we are both working on our people pleasing and our, our boundary setting and saying no when we mean no. And yet sometimes we just get sucked in. I mean, behavior is predictable. Unfortunately, people-pleasing falls into that. We have a pattern, a little track that we run around, if you will, when it comes to what we do as people-pleasers. So I want to break down that process of what happens to a pleaser when we're asked to do something, especially when we're asked to do something that we don't want to do, (laughs) because it really is a chain of events, like each link of the chain leads to the next one or dominoes, right? Each one falls and just hits the next one in motion. So whatever metaphor image you choose, it is a timeline. And so many of us follow it without knowing what is happening. So I'm going to highlight this whole pattern, this process that we go through so that you can't say you don't know anymore. (laughs) When my friend and I were talking, when we got through with the conversation, I think both of us were sort of like, holy cow, now that we've brought this to light, I'm going to be more, you know, hip to the scene on this. Like I'm going to kind of be onto myself about how predictable this is. And so that's what I want to offer you. I want to offer you awareness because it is one of the first steps in making any kind of habit change or tweaking a pattern 
that has become uncomfortably predictable. Okay, so I want to go through what myself, my pleaser friends, and my clients tell me that they go through when it comes to saying yes or no. And this is what so many clients come in wanting to stop doing. It's like, almost like an addiction, right? Of, you know, I come home and I open up the bottle of wine and I pour myself a glass and then, you know, blop, 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 blop. These next 14 things happen during the night and I wake up the next morning and I'm tired and I have a hangover and I don't want to do it anymore, right? So clients come in and they talk about this pattern that I'm going to go through and how they want to stop doing it. And so this is exactly what we do is we break down this chain of events. And I also want you to know that the data that I'm going to share with you has been field tested. <laughs> it's pretty damn solid. Um, not only for me, my friends, but my clients too. Okay. So someone makes a request of you and you know that it's a no. How you know it's a no is a whole other thing I can get into, but let's just say someone makes a request of you and you know it's a no. Now you're going to squirm because you know it's a no, but you're a pleaser and a peacemaker and you care so, so much. And you, of course, want people to like you. So you don't think that answer of no will land really well, either for the person <laughs> that's asking or for you inside. So if you say no, you're, you're telling yourself like, I'm going to feel guilty and selfish. And I have this fear that I'm going to create this big rift between me and this other person. So I'm having a hard time saying no. And by the way, let's, let's just give ourselves a tiny break for a second, because we all have folks as people pleasers, we sort of draw these folks in people in our lives that know we will say yes. And they might be taking advantage of us, or they might just be clueless that their ask is ridiculous and will totally put us out. But regardless, we get caught in processes that I'm going to describe, sometimes because of the people and their qualities, characteristics, and personalities, sometimes because of the people asking is how we get caught in this pattern. So yes, I am taking a moment to blame them, <laughs> but they have this force that just pulls us into saying yes when we mean no. So these are the folks that we really don't want to be helping, right? Because we already know that they're going to take advantage of us. Uh, these are the folks that we might have a little collection of resentments towards already. And when they ask us for this next thing, that collection of resentments gets dusted off and refreshed. And we're like, mm, yeah, I, the last time I did this for this person, they totally stretched my kindness to the max. So I'm a little hesitant to say yes on this. So I want to just stop for a second and say, look at the person that's asking. That might be a reason why you get thrown into this pattern, especially if they're intimidating or they're aggressive or they're, they just have that personality where they're just, they, they just have a strong personality and we kind of like go, okay, I'll just let you win right now. Right? So just know that sometimes you get caught in this pattern because of the person asking 
And sometimes you get caught in the pattern because you're afraid of saying no, obviously, of being, you know, feeling guilty or selfish. But just pay attention because when you have that hesitancy and when you kind of hem haw around saying yes or no, that really is a signal to you that you're in a struggle with yourself. And for me, I mean, you have to decide for yourself, but for me, whenever I am in a struggle with myself, the answer is usually a no, and I just don't know how to say it. So give yourself a little bit of grace because sometimes it could be the person that throws you into this predictable pleasing pattern. Okay, back to the process. So the person makes the request and this throws you into distress, right? That internal struggle. Should I or shouldn't I? Should I choose myself and what I know to be best for me in light of what this person is either asking or who this person is? Or do I just go ahead and fold and just do what they want to, you know, me to do? You get thrown into distress. Should I or shouldn't I? And then you decide, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Because you know what? The fear and all that back and forth tension inside about should I or shouldn't I? I can just circumvent all of that by just saying yes, right? So I'm going to escape that inner tension, I'm going to escape the the fear of saying no and looking selfish by saying yes. Okay, now we're on the domino track. You've committed to something you don't want to do. <laughs> Woo. And you are bunched up about it inside. So the real effects of your yes are starting to take place. You are living your yes. How is it? probably not great. You know why it's not great? Because you are going to freeze to get through living your yes. What I mean by freeze is fight, flight, or freeze. Heard of that, right? Well, we're going to go into functional freeze. You're going to be able to do all the things you need to do, and yet you are going to be numb and closed off. You are pretending you are faking it. And that does not feel great, but it gets you through. Now, once you're through, now you're fried. (laughs) You literally have to have time afterwards where you aren't around anyone. You hermit up. You're unfurling and untangling from that freeze response, right? So it's like, Uh, animals that play dead, like a possum or something like that, they will shut their whole systems down, right? Even their like breathing will become so shallow. Maybe they even get rigid. I haven't done the research on this, but I know as humans, when we freeze, sometimes we can just have blank stares and we can literally disassociate. But sometimes when we do this functional freeze thing, we're just closed off, right? We just don't feel our feelings. We don't feel our stomach ache. We don't feel our grinding jaw. (laughs) We don't feel, you know, any of that, right? No emotions, no sensations. We just got to get the fuck through this. Afterwards, you have to unthaw just like an ice cube and it takes time. You have to begin to, oh, I can feel breathing deep in my belly now, right? Before, I was all clenched up there. I wasn't taking full breaths at all because I just had to get through. I was surviving. So you literally have to have time afterwards where you aren't around anyone and you're 
unfreezing, okay? You're, you're coming out of all that self-protection. And you start to realize, like, I have a lot of resentment towards myself for not listening to myself when I was at the point where I could have said yes or no, right? And also, if it's one of those not-so-great friends that I was just talking about that you did something for, chances are that was predictable as well, and they stretched you really thin. So on top of your resentment towards yourself for not listening to yourself, you now have resentment and anger towards them. So it's this whole thing of feeling bad for a while, even after the whole event or situation is over. And this unfreezing can look like avoiding texts and calls and yeah, basically hiding, right? See, that is what we do. We overextend and then we have to hide. Hiding and avoiding are the ways we go all the way to the other end of the spectrum to fill ourselves up again. When I avoid people, I end up hanging out under a weighted blanket for a whole weekend. And I am able to fill back up at least a little bit then because one, I'm an introvert and I need that time alone. But two, no one is around, right? I don't have to do the people thing because as a people pleaser, I often lose myself when I'm around other people. So I am guaranteeing myself relief by completely separating myself from other human beings. Dogs, completely fine. <laughs> Don't have a problem doing, doing the caretaking for dogs. But if this is the way we end up restoring ourselves, that's a problem. Because it means we ignore our own needs and signals and we push ourselves out of our natural zone of caring. And we're going from one extreme to the other. And that's just never great for our bodies or our hearts or our minds because we're doing this ping pong match inside of should I or shouldn't I. We are either on one side of the spectrum where we're overgiving and overextending or we have to be snapped back to the other side where we are completely keeping ourselves from living life. <laughs> you know, we're just like, we're hiding out. So this not saying no thing, this overriding our, our no and saying yes, it's a hard one to live through. So after you do get your space back, after you do have your time where you untangle from all of this and you admit your resentments and you can see part of this pattern, right? How it's like, wow, yeah, I just did that thing again. And we feel a little bit more restored after we, you know, untangle from all this for a while and we go back out into the world again. I want you to be really on your own ass about your energy. Okay, please. I want you to use the data because I know you resonate with this pattern, <laughs> at least some. And I want you to know that you can be protective of your own energy. See, I didn't know that was a thing. I remember I was at this volunteer day and I asked this other person there, I was like, oh, where's so-and-so? Because that person was always there helping and they weren't there that day. And the person I asked was like, oh, they are very protective of their energy these days. 
and I got a feeling that that person wasn't really happy that the the person was protective of their energy. So I was like, oh, that person just set a boundary, right? They just said, hey, I don't feel like coming today to the volunteer day. And it really stuck in my mind, two things. One, that I didn't realize you had an option (laughs) to be protective of your own energy. So that was helpful. And two, that I was like, "Mm, that's confirmation. A lot of times people don't like it when you're protective of your own energy. But I am here to tell you, if you've gone around this track or you've set this domino little design in motion, you know, the hundred times you probably have as a people pleaser, just like myself and my friend and my clients, then it's all right if somebody is a little miffed that you are protective of your energy. Because this pattern that we all go through of fighting ourselves in the beginning of like, should I say yes? Should I say no? And then saying yes, and then having to live through it and freezing and pretending and faking it and all the stuff I've just gone through. That is way too hard to go through. And when you weigh the burden of going through this pattern of people-pleasing and saying yes when you mean no versus having somebody a little bit miffed at you because you didn't show up for volunteer day, ugh, this whole pattern and you taking care of yourself and not getting caught in it, I would work on that. I would not worry about this other person being a little bit miffed that you are protective of your energy, quote unquote. Hell yeah, you're protective of your energy. Nobody else is going to be protective of your own energy. You got to do it. So I want you to know this is the pattern so many of us get caught on, right? And I want you to use this predictable process as important information about like, if you resonated with like every part of this, congratulations, we're in the same, you know, in the same subgroup of people pleasers. If you're like, yeah, that's me here and not me there. It doesn't matter. I just want you to use this process and fill in the gaps of where your personal stuff didn't match mine and use it. Use this data. Use it to work on figuring out where there are parts of this chain of events or where you can shift a domino so that it doesn't set the whole rest of the domino path off. We have the ability to be in charge of our own energy. Okay. And we, I want you to know the cost of saying yes because. People-pleasing is not only a defensive strategy, but it is a habit. So we can break habits. We can do tweaks here and there. And a couple of places that I am highlighting right now as I'm going through this pattern myself or you know, looking at this pattern myself is in the beginning, when I go through this internal struggle of should I or shouldn't I, I know immediately that it's a no. All I'm working on now is how to say that no. And I do want to tell you all, I have a couple of mini courses that will help you through both of these things. One of them is about the decision-making process. It's called No More Back and Forth. And one of them is how to say no nicely. And it's about how you say no and take care of your own energy and still come out looking like a nice person. Okay? So 
If you're interested in doing any more exploration on that, check out the link in the show notes for both of those little courses. I'm really happy about them because uh, I use them. It's not just shit that I put out there like this sounds good. You know, like maybe you should try it. Like I'm using them. Okay. So check it out. Know your pattern. Know the cost of saying yes. All right. Gosh, I got a little fired up about this one. That's all I have to say. So yeah, take it in, do what you want with it. Leave the stuff that doesn't work and I'll see you sometime next week, friends. Later. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.